Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. This is episode 44 of Between Two Shows. Welcome. As always, we are so glad that you are here. Yes, 44. This is a big one. You say that with every number. I mean, it's a big number. I'm not 44 yet. It's a big number. You're 31 yet. I'm 31, yeah. That's also a big number, a really big number. I know. You've accomplished know. so much in these 31 years, Carly. I mean, this year I have, I I feel, you know, I got new eyes, contacts, <laughs> new car, lease, and um, a new cell phone, which we will talk about in this episode. Oh, yes. I can't wait. But that poor, what was his name, Martin? Myron. Myron. Yes. Myron was the poor clerk on the receiving end of Carly getting a phone upgrade. Roger uh, Wireless. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so upgrading your cell phone, that is going to be on there. Also, uh, the alternate anthem singer for the Winnipeg Jets, his name is Evan Rogalski. He is an interesting guy. He is joining us on Between Two Shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun chat with him. Also, um, Papa John Post Game Report, Grey Cup edition. Ooh, wow. I cannot wait to hear what PJ says after that. Back and forth, last minute comeback, almost losing the comeback to further comeback into overtime in CFL finals. What an exciting game it was. It really, really really was. All right, all that and more coming up in episode 44 of Between Two Shows. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. If you were building your own family feud team Mm -hmm. to compete because a Winnipeg family around the time of recording this is going to be on family feud, Mm -hmm. who makes your team? Oh gosh, okay. Um, So it doesn't necessarily have to be your like real family, but it could just be your extended family, whatever. Who is going to be on your team? Yeah, it's kind of like picking a MySpace top eight. Exactly. Um, So you count as one person, so that leaves room for five others, right? Yeah, I for sure have to have my boyfriend Tim because like he is so good at like trivia, Jeopardy, like he just loves that kind of stuff. He's the type of person who watches Jeopardy, pauses it so that he can answer and then goes forward with it. So he just knows a lot of stuff. I would have you... Really? Um, I make the cut. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just there. I'm not there for my skills. I'm just there for the entertainment value. No, obviously your skills as well. So I have like... All right, well, keep on going. Um, yeah, Aaron. Aaron, because I feel like I would get really worked up. And, you know, when I get worked up about things, I start like flapping my arms. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like you need someone to like keep everyone calm because that's how you get the actual answers out, right? Yeah. Who's my fifth person? Who should be my fifth person? I'll let you pick. I'm not taking on that kind of responsibility. I'm not signing up someone to go on Family Feud with you. Okay, I'll pick my friend Leah. Pick my friend Leah. Okay, so um, how about this now? You know how like with Family Feud, it's like you uh, they meet in the middle and then they like buzz in and then whoever gets the uh, like answer first Mm -hmm. with the highest one, they get to ask the questions for the team or answer the questions for the team. All right, are you ready to do one of those? Oh gosh, yeah. All right, first thing that comes to your mind: What would you find at the North Pole? Santa. That was the number one answer. What would you find in a haunted house? Ghosts. That was the number one answer. In which place are you told to use your inside voice? Libraries. I'm taking Carly with me for my family feud. Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Carly, a couple years back, I'm out for dinner with some friends and uh, we're at a local like pub establishment and um, there's a uh, live entertainment music in the background. Then I'm listening. It's a Keith Urban song. I'm like, this is really, really good. And then the next song, as the conversation goes, you know how you're kind of like in and out of the music, you're enjoying yeah. it. The next song I notice is a boxcar racer song. <gasps> now, I know that you know who boxcar racer yeah. is, right? Yeah. Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker from Blink-22, the side project that drove the first major wedge into the band ultimately leading to their breakup. Mm -hmm. Who is this guy who's playing this good music? 
kind of goes out of my mind. Go about my life. Months later, I'm at the I'm at a Jets game. I'm doing my thing, getting ready for the in-game hosting stuff. And the Anthem singer there, he's got his guitar, starts playing There Is by Boxcar Racer. <laughs> I look, I'm like, who is this guy? It all starts to click together. This is the guy that I saw performing. This man is named Evan Rogalski, and he's joining us on Between Two Shows right now. Hi, Evan! Hello, my friends. How are we doing? We are fantastic, Evan. Okay, we got to chat about this. Um, you know, sure. Drew, did Drew? Did you approach him when you saw him at the uh, pub that you were at? No, no. No? Okay. no, there was no approaching then, but wow. after that moment, when I put it all together, I feel like I was exuberantly excited, and I was like, did, is now Evan worried about encountering me at Jets game so far? But you still talk to me at the game, so I think that I didn't make a bad first impression. <laughs> I just love your musical no, taste, Evan. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's a point of pride with me. I get that a lot. Like, whenever I play those solo acoustic gigs now, people's favorite thing to say to me is, wow, I haven't heard that song in 20 years. And so there is is definitely one of those. And then there's a few others I like to throw in as well that get people that are in our age demographic a little bit fired up. So it's always a ton of fun. Yeah, and all that music is coming back now. It's having like this resurgence. And, um, totally. you know, I, I don't know who we give thanks to for that. I always say like, it's kind of like Machine Gun Kelly, him <laughs> starting to work with Travis. Honestly, because that that pop punk sound is coming back. So, yeah. and I don't care how it got here. I'm just happy that it's back. Mm-hmm. And I know you have such a big appreciation for it um but you wear many hats evan yeah i tried to (laughs) well let's start with the hat of anthem singer with the winnipeg jets how did that gig roll around for you the very first time when you were asked to perform the anthem at a hockey game how many years ago would this be now four years ago i think the manitoba moose put out an anthem call they had open auditions for anthem singers, and uh, because I'm a teacher, I was also on holidays at the time. It was over the summer, so I thought, well, why not? It's coming up to the end of August, and I'm getting back into the grind, so let's do it. So I, I sent them a recording with my guitar, because I thought that would kind of set me apart. I didn't think a lot of people would do that. So I sent them a recording. They got back to me and said, come on down and audition in person. I did that. They gave me five games that year, and after the first game was in January that year. After that first game, the Jets called. <laughs> Whoa. So yeah. what song was so on spoke, your audition tape? Oh, Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I don't know. You didn't do Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit for the auditions for the anthems? I, saved, I did not. I saved my, my Limp Bizkit covers for soundcheck at Canada Life Center now. <laughs> Wow. See, this is, I, I don't know if you've been on other podcasts before, Evan, but these are the sorts of hard-hitting questions you get up between two shows. I, I have not. You guys are my first podcast, which is why I'm so excited to do it with two, uh, two friends of mine. But yeah, this is, it was O Canada, and to be fair, also the Star Spangled Banner. They, okay. made, they made sure we know both anthems before they bring us in. And you know them. Okay, so do you get nervous I when do. you do this? Because I've heard from other people, I know that Fosia, huge name in the city, uh, she says yes. she's not going to do it anymore. It makes her far too nervous. So how do you get nervous and how do you cope with that? I do get nervous. I think I'm one of those people that thinks if you don't get at least a little bit nervous, something's wrong. Mm. Like you're going to go on autopilot and that's when when accidents happen. So I'm always a little bit butterfly-ish when it comes to game time. But I have my routine now and it's always nice to get fired up when it's showtime. And then when the intro tape is rolling, lights go down, starting lineup is being announced. I know it's it's go time. So it's always a lot of fun to, to have that ritual to get ready with. Do you have a uh, most memorable hockey experience, either from the Jets or the Moose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's no, what song did you put on your audition (laughs) tape question, but it's it's decent. (laughs) It's a decent question, and it's one I have not been asked. Uh, I've never really thought about it, but if I had to choose, I'm just going to go with being back with 
an audience, like an in-person audience this year for Hockey Fights Cancer. That was a big one. Because I had done it with an audience before, and then I did it last year without them. And on that night especially, like all the things that they do for HFC is always such a, such a pick-me-up. And to not have any of that stuff last year was a little bit like something's missing. And so to have everybody back this year and see them and how loud they were and how appreciative they were and all that stuff was really, really cool. You mentioned a little bit earlier on uh, your day job is teaching. Um, do your students Correct. know? Do they think it's pretty awesome uh, when they see their teacher um, performing on TV at a Winnipeg Jets game? They do. My One of my, my friends here at work who is our band teacher, her name's Linda, so shout out to Linda. She's always very good at putting in the announcements for like a week ahead of time oh, wow. to make sure that every kid knows Mr. Rogalski is singing on this day, and then we all wear Jets gear the day of, and then the next day... I'll get all the kids high-fiving in the hallway, or I guess these days fist-bumping in the hallway and, and showing appreciation. And I even get messages like to my work uh, Teams chat from kids that send me photos of like them watching me on TV. So it's always, uh, it's always very, very cool. Oh, so this is making the newsletter. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's very much uh, public knowledge in our school community, so it's a lot of fun. Wait, are you going to spread the word about your uh, big interview on Between Two Shows through these same forums? Absolutely. I will be showing or telling everybody, listen in when this airs, because I did my first official interview, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, great. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> um, there's also something really cool that you're involved with. It's a, a fundraiser for the Park Theater coming up in January. Can you uh, share a little bit about that? I can. Uh, so the Brew Banger happens January 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Park Theater. It is a fundraiser to help them sort of recoup some of the money that they lost in their renovations through COVID. And so there is, it's a three-day festival that's all very, very cool. January 7th is the night that I'm playing with some, some new friends of mine, and it's kind of the pop-punk night. Mm. So we have Clip Wing headlining, we have The Uglies, we have Dinner Club, a band called Marin, and then we're the opener. We decided to call ourselves Atomic because our set is a 20-year tribute to the band called Lit. Wow, that is amazing! I'm very excited. I've been a huge Lit fan forever, and I'm one of the, the few people in my circle who knows songs beyond my own worst enemy, so we're hoping to show people those songs on January 7th. Uh, how do we get tickets? Tickets are on Eventbrite. If you just search uh, like Park Theater in there, you should be able to have it. I can also send you guys a link to uh, post as well after we're done here. I'll forward it to you on Instagram. Fantastic. All right, great. Well, Evan, thank you so much for uh, making the time for the interview today. We really appreciate it. You bet, my friend. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Carly's World. Yesterday, I bought a new phone. This is the first new iPhone for you in how many years? I think it's four. I want, like, I feel like it's it's got, it's at least three, could be four. I distinctly remember that I got a new phone, like, a week before I went to Seattle with my dad. And that was the last time I saw the Foo Fighters play. And it'll hurt me if it's four, but it's at least three. And okay. I used to be in the process of getting a new phone every two years. All right. So now you went from the iPhone 8 to the iPhone 13 Pro. How are you doing with the transition? Not well, because as I knew, I would not enjoy it. Um, I love a home button. I love a home button. I love, like, you know, the fingerprint thing to get your passwords or to be like, yep, that's the credit card I want to use. Here's my fingerprint. I like I mean, that. It uses your face now instead of your fingerprint. I didn't set up the face yet. Well, I mean, that's on you. That's not the phone. But also, like, I don't want to like. Do you actually see your face when you do it? No. No. Okay. Because I was like, ah, oh, half the time I don't even wear makeup. I don't want to look at myself, you know, without a filter. <laughs> don't worry. Just your phone has to look at you, and it's not going to judge. Okay, I'll set up that. I don't love that. Yeah, it's just having a hard time. And like the guy at Rogers said, like, okay, it'll be like you know muscle memory. You'll like learn that it's just like swipe up. And I'm like, I. 
Don't love it. I did, don't love it. Did you ever have a phone that had a keyboard on it, like a BlackBerry? Yeah, I had a BlackBerry, but I also had, before I had a BlackBerry, I had that other phone with the keyboard that was like... The Sidekick? Yeah, something like Whoa. that. No, I don't think it was a Sidekick. It was, it was something, it was something but- Motorola. LG Chocolate. Yeah, no, it was something Motorola. Not the Crazer, not the Crazer. So you were like really ahead of the times then. You had, uh, you had a keyboard on your phone before there was really anything to do with it. Correct, yeah. Okay, so remember that transition when you went from a keyboard screen to a touch screen and like for a week you're like, I don't like this, I can't do this. And now, would you ever go back to a keyboard? No. Just imagine, in like a month you'll never want to go back to the home key. I guess, but it's just, I hate new things, that's why I put off getting the new phone for so long, but it was at a point where like my phone would not hold a charge at all. (laughs) So I had to do this. So And my phone was just so slow. I'm like, yeah, it's just like, just imagine me at Rogers yesterday. I went in there at about 2.30. I left there just before 5. What? It was... Like half of one of those employees' day. It was, I know, I literally asked the guy, help me, shout out to Myron. I asked, like, I'm like, like, what time, like, are you done work? Because I don't, like, if I just, like, walked in there and he's about to be done half an hour, but now you got to stay with this customer, like, I don't want to keep this guy, but he was there till nine o'clock, he assured me, so we were fine there and I didn't have to worry about that, but it was, it was quite hilarious because, like, I don't know anything about tech. The amount of questions I asked this man, just to make sure, because I was going to wipe my old phone, give that to them to melt down and do whatever they do (laughs) with that. To melt down. in the, old, in the old furnace in the back of the Rogers store? <laughs> I don't know what they do with it, but I had to, you know, he had to be very sure that we had everything off of the phone. And the way that they transfer it now, because I know getting a new phone, I hate that. I just want to make sure that all my photos make it onto my new phone. And they literally can just scan the one phone, the, the new phone, the old phone, and then... Poof, your stuff is there. <laughs> Poof, hang on, stop getting so tech savvy here. <laughs> Dumb it down for me, Carly. Poof, we both held our hands on either side of the phone and scanned over the phone. I felt like I was some sort of superhero, like we're charging up for something, right? Like <laughs> You're making like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing happen. Honestly, that's what it, it had, like that kind of feel. And I was like, wow, that's it? Like 20 minute transfer where for 20 minutes you can't look at your phone, uh, which I was like, what do I do? So or Myron, he was on the receiving end of you Myron and I chatted minutes. I learned so much about Myron he has three dogs wiener dog Doberman Boxer I think it was the wiener dog's 11 of course I have a wiener dog so we just bonded over their back issues and whatnot. Um, it was just it was a nice time I met a, a new person he was very helpful um, I will absolutely give him a 10 out of 10 rating when the time comes but yeah I'm so glad to have a new phone even though it's going to take some getting used to and it was my first like time I know this is embarrassing because I'm 31 but like this is the first time I was like dealt with getting a new phone without my father nearby. Literally, I named my phone. Its name is Melvin if you want to airdrop me anything because um, that's my dad's middle name. And my dad has always purchased these phones for me as well. So So, so I thought, okay, I'll honor him. (laughs) So now the new phone is Myron. We airdrop to Myron now. (laughs) He was there to walk you through it. It's time for the Papa John Postgame Report. The extra special Grey Cup edition of Papa John's post-game report. After all the big games, we contact Carly's grandma's boyfriend. And was there a bigger game in CFL football than when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers once again met the Hamilton Ticats in the Grey Cup finals? It went our way, but there was a lot of excitement along during that game. This is Papa John's post-game report. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this fine morning? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Excellent game yesterday. No kidding. Yeah, sitting on the side of the coach. <laughs> yeah, that was stressful. Yeah, it was. 
but it was the most exciting game I've seen them play in years. I don't even know if I've ever actually seen a CFL game go into overtime. Championship games, there's only been, uh, I think, three that have Mm -hmm. gone into overtime. Mm -hmm. Three including this one. Yeah, but after that uh, third quarter, after Kolaris threw those two interceptions back-to-back, I figured we'd had it, that we were done. But the boys came back. The boys came back. Sorry to see Hamilton lose like that, but but the Bombers were the better team all year. Mm -hmm. What a great season. Yes, it was an excellent game. If you're a bomber fan. If you're a bomber fan, yeah. Did you see that people were at Portage in Maine? Oh, yeah. They shut down Portage in Maine. But other than that, go bombers go. And they went. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> now it's the uh, Jets on Tuesday. All right. Sounds good. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media. Search for at Drew Kozip and at Carly on air. The day after the Grey Cup win by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers was when we recorded this episode of Between Two Shows. What a win it was, and it's all thanks to Carly hitting the wine hard. That's what you're <laughs> that's what you're going with? I mean, I am so superstitious about sports and weather, um, much more sports, but because uh, weather is like, okay, whatever, weather has to happen, we'll see, you know, but sports, it's like, well, I want my teams to win, so, you know, we one of our big things in our house is like, yes, our dogs have Jets gear, they have Bombers gear, but they cannot wear it during the game. They can wear it before, but wow. it has to be taken off before the game starts. That's like a big one in our house. That's a lot of effort to get the cats or dogs dressed up, take the photos and then take it all off. Well, they wear it outside as well um, because obviously these are the colder months when we are putting them in this gear as well. So it's like, it's kind of nice. Like, I feel like the neighbors may appreciate like looking out their window and being like, oh, look at the dogs are running outside and they got like bomber shirts on. That's funny, right? We also have a little ref outfit for Marcy. That's funny too, right? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I appreciate I appreciate them running outside with their gear on. But yeah, so like that's a big one in our house. And just also just not talking about like predictions or anything. But like all throughout the week, my boyfriend Tim was like, oh, like bombers are going to just dominate. I'm like, can you stop saying that? Like mm-hmm. anything is possible. You know, it's the game is in Hamilton uh, for the first time in 25 years and this is just a rematch of 2019 like Mm -hmm. I I just I don't want to talk about the Bombers dominating until it absolutely happens so during the game before I went into overtime I said I told him I was like you know all this week you were talking like such a big game like why did you do that he's like you're right you know everything I said this week is totally why this outcome is happening but I'm like fine I guess I'm just the big superstitious one now so I was drinking wine throughout the game Uh and I wouldn't let my glass get empty so every time um, you know like when it went to overtime I had to go run to the kitchen pour a little bit more wine just enough to get me through the game because you're sipping you're nervous sipping right so yeah I just had no plans of drinking that much wine and I but drank, you had to do it for the team I had to do it for the team we could not let the glass get empty I thought if the glass got empty then we would lose if your cup went empty their cup would be taken away Exactly. That is exactly it. Wow. Well, thank you for the noble fight today. I appreciate <laughs> you battling your way through the uh, headache today to record this uh, outro for episode 44 of Between Two Shows. And that's going to do it for uh, this episode. Thank you again for uh, listening to our podcast. As always, we always appreciate it that you're listening. And uh, do you want to throw it out there for a review? Or we got on the reviews. Yeah, I'm not asking for anything this Christmas other than um, just a couple oh, okay. reviews. Just a couple reviews. Didn't you ask for a trip to Seattle to go see the Foo Fighters? You're shaking your head. 
Okay, I'm not asking anything of our listeners okay. other than a couple reviews. I would hope not. <laughs> well, okay, let's wrap it up. That's it. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Between Two Shows. We always love hearing your thoughts on the podcast, so feel free to leave us a rating or review. Or you can reach out to us on social media at either at Drew Kozub or at Carly on Air. We hope you enjoyed our podcast this week and look forward to welcoming you back next week for another episode of Between Two Shows.